This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we're back. The final segment here on Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to mash that subscribe button. Rate us five stars. Give us a review. And honestly, even if you don't rate five stars, if you rate four stars, if you rate three stars, just tell me why. That's the only thing I ask. <laughs> if you need answers. For some reason, tell me what it is and we'll try to fix it. That's the only thing that bothers me about the review system. Is If you don't rate it five, if something happened that you want an answer for and you want to change, and you, but I don't know what it is, so I can't help you. So... Help me help you. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Make sure to subscribe, and we'll try to be better. I want to be better. Um, a guy who doesn't think he needs to be better is um, the top slot corner in the NFL by his own admission, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. We've had some interesting developments with him as of late. He is, I don't, I, I, I guess the only way to describe it is holding in. He reported to camp, but he is, quote unquote, limiting his action in camp as he tries to work toward a new contract. The new development is that he is not with the team. We talked to DA on Saturday about you know where he is. He said that it is not injury related. It is not contract related. It is something family related. And he has been excused from practice, but he will be back on Monday. Take that for what it is. You know, he's probably dealing with something and it really doesn't matter whether he's out for the contract or out for something else. But, you know, we'll find out on Monday if he's back and he's working and, hey, you know, whatever. But it doesn't sound like he's still working toward that deal. And so the question we are asking, should, not will, should the Saints break the bank for C.J. Gardner-Johnson at slot corner? And it's an interesting question because, you know, you're, you're talking about top, paying top dollar for a specialized position. Right. This is not a guy who's going to play deep safety. This is not a guy who's going to play on the outside. This is a guy who plays exclusively in the slot. And so are you going to pay, you know, what, $15 million a season for that position? I don't know. It's hard for me to say. I just think from a dollars and cents perspective, from a team that's trying to sort out its cap table a little better than it has in the past, I think that's a tough sell. Is, is that the going rate for the top corner slot corner 12? It's tough because it's not a, it's not a position that's right. Re- like you can go through the cornerback, yeah, you yeah. know, pay scale and you can go through the safety pay scale, but you know, there just aren't that many like pure slot corners in the NFL. So you're kind of trying to figure it out. And 
So he's going to, I think it's going to be the Jimmy Graham debate, right? Remember Jimmy Graham wanted to be, wanted to be paid like a wide receiver, but he's a tight end. So he's getting paid on that scale. You know, I think you're, you're going to end up with the same situation where CJ is going to want to be paid like up top outside corner. And it's just, he doesn't play outside corner. So I just don't know where the value is, but I do, I do know that CJ is incredibly important to this team and you want to keep him there. Um, I just don't think that, you know, the way they, they extended Marshawn last year, you know, they didn't make him play on that final year of his contract. And I think that's the question right now, because you're going to have to pay CJ at a, at, at a level that is going to convince him that he shouldn't test the free agent market. The, the one big thing the Saints have going against them in this, and I know they really don't care, but I don't think you're going to find a single Saints fan that says, oh, we don't, we don't need C.J. Gardner-Johnson, don't pay him. I, I would think that there's going to be 100% the fans want this guy back, just pay the guy whatever he wants to keep him around. And it's not just because of obviously what he does for you on the field uh, with his play. It's more about the swagger, the attitude, the trash talking, even though he wanted to downplay that part of it when we were talking to him in the OTAs or mini camp session, whatever it was, when he wanted to, you know, mention that, you know, you're not mentioning me amongst the top slot corners in the NFL. It's more about being the instigator, the agitator, but that is a huge part of his game that throws the opposition off and is, and is part of the key. And I think one of the best images from last year was him all up in Tom Brady's face in the field, you know, with it, with his arm shrugged, and just kind of like saying, what, what you got, Tom? And it's just that mentality and that attitude that I think that all the Saints fans obviously cherish, and he's a, a key part to the team. But I, I like you're mentioning he's a, a specialized guy and the fact that so much depth and versatility at that secondary position. I joked with it a few times that if you have a hard time in a Madden or a video game trying to construct a better secondary than the Saints team really has this year. No, and this, uh, this, the, I've said this all throughout camp. This is the best secondary that I can remember the Saints having. You know, you can go back and maybe put it up against some others. I, I didn't, I wasn't here for that, so I can't speak to it. But since I've been aware of kind of the Saints secondaries, you know, this, I don't recall seeing one this dominant and this, this deep. For where you have, you know, you you have an argument that you have the top cornerback in the NFL. There's an argument that you're never going to get a real answer. But the fact that you can make the argument in terms of Marshawn Lattimore, and, you know, that's all you have to say. Like, you have arguably the top cornerback in the NFL. You know, the saying is like, he's top two, but he's not two. You know, that sort of thing. And, you know, the evidence bears it out. And he shows up in the primetime matchups. He locks up the star corners. And that's what you have on the outside. On the other side, you have a, a, a guy in Paulson Diva who is coming into his own in year two. Really impressive. I have questions about whether he can be as physical as he's been once flags start flying. And I Correct. think he's going to have yeah. to scale it back a little bit. But you want him to be physical and rein it in. You don't want him to be playing scared. And the fact is physicality is allowed in in big games you know and like it once you get to the more serious games that's when the physicality gets let go a little bit more and that's where you want to win games and i'm perfectly okay with him making receivers feel him downfield you have a premium draft pick spent on a rookie second round pick and that's where i think you start to weigh the equation of you didn't bring in alante taylor 
just as a special teamer. And I know that was kind of the thing early on of, oh, they brought him in because they love him on special teams. Well, they do love him on special But I do think that I think that you make that pick because you 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 see a future where you might not be able to retain CJ. Sure. And and they they also extended Bradley Roby, who got a lot of work in the slot last year when CJ was hurt. And that's exactly if if you have an issue where all of a sudden you don't have a CJ, I totally would have Roby in the slot easily. I mean, I actually don't think that Roby profiles as a slot corner. I think that he's an outside corner and. Yeah, I think Galante is probably the guy that you want to throw in the slot. Um, but either yeah. way, you're you setting would, up a scenario where Lattimore, Adebo, and Roby out there together. Well, I think Roby would be the the CB three, and you'd want to put Alante in the slot. But right now, you don't have to worry about that, and you want Alante to be able to play on the outside. And and that's where the positional specificity of CJ comes into play, right? If you think that Alante can be a stud slot corner, and also go outside and play outside if you need it. Then I think that's that's where you want um, a guy like that to be. Whereas if you're paying top dollar for CJ, you know that he's going to play in the slot and he's not going to go outside. And this is a team that really likes to move pieces around. That's where I see that the difficulty being when you're trying to convince yourself, okay, we should pay $15 million a season uh, for this guy. But I do think that CJ is vitally important to this defense. So I think you have to try. I think you have to try to pay him. And it's going to be a question of whether this, whether the team is able to offer a deal that makes CJ say, you know what, this is enough and I want to be here, but I don't think that you can break the bank. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm just looking at some contracts of some quote unquote slot corners. And you, I'm just seeing Mike Hilton here, four years, 24 million. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Mike Hilton is not nowhere near the level of CJ. You know, a Chris Harris would be a good example. Yeah, he was one of the top, top slot right. corners. He signed a two-year, $17 million deal in 2020. Okay. His contract before that was one year, $12 million. He had a five-year, $42 million. And But these are old contracts, so the scale's going up. So, I mean, I think, yeah, you're, I, I think you're looking at somewhere between 10 – to fifteen annually in terms of in terms of what you're paying, and you know I think the Saints cap table is getting a little more manageable, so I think you can start to massage it a little bit. Um, and we've seen the Saints be able to to create the space when they need to. It's just a question of whether they feel like they need to. Yeah, and it's hard to to see a guy. It would be hard to see a guy like Gardner Johnson all of a sudden. You know, obviously on the other side because of, you you know, that passion, that energy, and just the overall skill he's bringing to your, the, to the defense. And, you know, you, you even brought up last, last season, uh, I loved your tweet and I blame you, I think, for C.J. Gardner-Johnson deciding to hold out for pointing out that the Saints lost every single game that he didn't play in last year. It, they sure did. I think he brought that immediately to his agent and said, yo, <laughs> and, and brought it to the Saints. Because he retweeted you too. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Almost immediately. It was like within like 10 minutes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, always, I always appreciate that. And I, 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 don't, I feel like if I ran into Mickey Loomis in the hallway, he'd like slap me. Right, exactly. Like a little trip or something. <laughs> because, but, it, but it's like, it is evidence. I mean, if you're trying to convince this team that you need me, you need to pay me. 
you know, just that's, you don't really have to go much deeper than that. I mean, obviously there are stats you can look at. There's, you know, the fact that he's intercepted Tom Brady twice last season, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, he's always, always there, always being a pest, always locking people up, you know, outside of Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin ate his lunch a little bit, but outside of that, I don't think he got cooked by nearly anybody. Um, and yeah, you look at, it, it's like, Hey, you went, this team went nine and eight last year in the games I played in, we were nine and three, you know, and, and those fun. games were obviously, um, the games they lost were the Panthers week two. We didn't play the, uh, and, and one of those losses was the Falcons game. He didn't play in the second half. So realistically you could say they were nine and two or they, because he didn't play in the second half, but you give him the three there. So it's the Falcons game that they lost. Then the games he didn't play in were uh, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, and Titans, Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, and Titans. Now the counter argument to that is do the saints win those games, even if he's there. And, I don't think they do. I think they probably beat the Eagle, the Falcons if he plays in the second half. I think that was an impact for that game, definitely. I think that they maybe beat the Titans because that was a very close game that was that, you know, one one key player being out might have swung the result. The Eagles game, no. The Bills game, no. Cowboys game, maybe. I mean, that's Panthers so hard two, though, just because what what, no what, way what if he was able to, that matchup. to cause a turnover in the Eagles game and that completely flipped everything? I mean, I know that's the fact is Trevor Simeon was not winning that game. <laughs> no, no faith in, in Simeon against not in that Bay. game. Yeah, I watched it, but like week two, you're telling me CJ being there all of a sudden the offensive line can block? No, I mean, so it's a stat, but it's and it's a stat he will use. I guarantee it. Uh, but it's 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 not nearly as, as I think the points per game is more is more telling, which I think they allowed twice as many points per game in the games he was out. So that's that's a number. And, you know, I think that I don't think we even need to go that deep. I think we can all watch these games and see his impact and see not just the the, the action he's providing on the field, but the, the energy he's providing on the field and the energy he's sopping away from the other team by just taking them completely off their game. And, and, and that's a great point. And that energy obviously fuels the rest of the team too. They, they feed off of that. Yeah. And I appreciate the way he's going about this because he could have held out. It would have cost him some money. Um, but he showed up. He showed that he's here. He intercepted Jameis. <laughs> and then, then and he, then took he a break. went to Clinton and said, hey, okay, you saw what I got. And, you know, he <laughs> wants this team to be successful. He wants to be here and he wants to get paid while he's doing it. And, you know, if, if you can find a way to do it, i do it. You know, the question is, would you break the bank to keep CJ? I've told you all the reasons why you shouldn't. I mean, so so breaking the bank is 12 mil a year? Yes. To me, that's, to me, 12, 12 to 15 million annually, three-year deal. So you're talking three years, 38, give or take. I'm doing it. 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 Uh, I mean, sure, if you're, you're just... Write the checks. We, we've got, yeah, we're writing the checks for, for the team. But, I mean, there's there's a lot of... There's a lot of people that they obviously have to extend. And for me, I would want to go for the center, Eric McCoy, before I would lock up CJ currently. Uh, I think that I would, I would like to get a deal done with McCoy before getting into this season just to, to get him hammered in. I think, yeah, the, the one thing we didn't mention is, you know, one of the issues of extending CJ now is – I think there's still a lot of questions of, you know, where the ceiling is of this team and 
you, you want to commit to it and you want to, and you want to say this team can win as it's structured, but until you see it happen, there is some, there is some doubt there and there is some doubt in, you know, Jameis as a long-term option, you know, whether you believe in him, whether you don't, you know, we haven't gotten a chance to see him for an entire season and there's still a lot he, he needs to show. And committing to it, committing to a major new contract before this season is tough. But if you don't, and it comes at the expense of a guy who uh, is usually working for you, and now uh, this mental ninja is is disgruntled in a locker room and and unhappy and not being his normal self. And I think that he could have just as negative effect if you do him dirty. <laughs> and you don't and you don't give him the respect he has earned. <laughs> and I don't want to deal with that. And if it's like if it's just a deal of like, hey, we don't want to be restructuring all these contracts every year, but we can. And uh, that's what we have to do to make sure we can pay CJ. Then you do it. Just do it. See, as, man. As, as brash and outspoken as he is, I, I don't know if he would be that problem for the team in the locker room. You know what I mean? I don't I don't know if he's making money. Yeah, I think even if there's going to be that ongoing strife between the teams while trying to get something done, I don't I don't think he's going to be happy talking to us, but I don't think he's going to be an issue on the field for his performance or in the locker room with his teammates. I don't know. But as as T Dirty 00 puts it, Loomis moves money around like a U-Haul and not wrong. Let's let's go through here. Uh let's just go through what what some of the people are saying. So yeah, 30, 30, three years, 30 million. Yeah. Somewhere in that range, you know, you're going 10 mil plus. I don't think you need to go top end cornerback range, but I think you're going 10 mil plus, And I think that's fair. Just yeah. For- and, yeah. And every year the cap goes up a little bit. So you, you know, it helps you in that regard, but you know, it's, it's a question of whether you're, you're capping it this year. And, and that's just what you got to figure out. You got, you got Roby coming up on a, at the end of his deal as well too, right? Well, they extended him, so that's a question. And I think you can – that's the thing. I think that the Saints are playing – the Saints don't want to extend him. I think the Saints would be willing to pay him in free agency, but they don't want to um, negotiate against themselves, which is what you would have to do to extend him before the season because he's going to tell you what his value is because he knows – what he thinks his value is. He's the top slot corner in the NFL. He's going to tell you that he's going to tell you, this is what the top slot corner in the NFL is going to get paid. And this is what you're going to pay me. And the saints are going to be like, but I don't think that's what your market is. I don't think that you're going to hit free agency and you're going to get this, this deal you're looking for. And so that's, that's the negotiating kind of landlock you are in. And the saints are probably going to have to pay more than they think they have to. And they're gonna have to do it now, and they're gonna have to commit money that might be that might be you know poorly allocated down the road if things don't go the way you if, if things don't hit the ceiling you want, and that's that's the question. But I mean, like I said, I've been arguing against. I'm negotiating against myself. I'm paying the guy if I hold the purse strings. What are you doing? I mean, I, I would I would love to retain him, obviously, but that that ten million even a year just, just seems it seems pretty steep. Uh, I, I love his ball skills. I love the attitude, but I, I as not a, a guy that's not going to be playing outside. I don't know if I can be playing him twelve mil a year. Well, and here's 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 if we're breaking the bank, so we got Millie two Millie two L 
chimes in 22 mil a year. You know, if that's the number, if that's what you're going for, no way, no way in hell. I'm sorry. I, I, I love CJ. I think CJ is a great player. You're not paying a, again. We're not talking about an outside corner. You're not talking about a guy who can move around. You are talking about a slot corner and you are not paying that guy $22 million a year. There's no way. Um, the, even if he is the top slot corner, I don't think the top slot corner makes that much, but I, I that's, could, that's where I'm landing. See, you mentioned him hitting free agency and that there could be that danger too, obviously of a team becoming so enamored with the personality and what they've seen from him and how he can sway games with, with his trash talk, with his instigating and brings that kind of, mentality and attitude boosting the rest of the team around him. Some there are there. I could see someone actually willing to overspend on him. I just don't know if the saints team can. Yeah. There's always someone willing to pay too much. Right. There's always the Jaguars, but that's the thing. I don't think CJ wants to end up in a bad situation. Right. And that's the, that's the, that's what the saints are going to argue. Like, I guess that's everybody. Do you want to get paid or do you want to stick with a good team? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what the saints, that's what the saints always argue. That's why they never pay. Although, Although I thought Trey Hendrickson, I was like, there's no way he's going to do, he's not going to have success in Cincinnati and look what happened. Well, he balled out, you know, he had what, 13 sacks that final season. And that's where you end up. And yeah, yeah for so, some reason he was never be able to stay healthy here though. I mean, the saints let Trey walk saints let Marcus Williams walk. And that's the, this kind of the era we're in, in the NFL is guys don't want to play out that final season. And I don't blame them because you take that knee and you blow it up. And suddenly that, 10 million that 12 million is uh, is gone and and that's always the difficult part but steve i need you to answer 12 to 15 million are you paying cj like three years 38 million dollars no because i think there's other i have depth enough at this you i'm gonna say secondary. no it's okay it's okay i'm not gonna get mad no i'm just CJ saying might. that I I, I I know he will he's gonna hate this uh, i'm sure he's listening right now he's he's tuned in but I just think that there's so much other places like along the defensive line and the offensive line where I need to lock some guys up. And I mentioned McCoy. He He's definitely someone I'm th- I would want to extend before this season, before I'm thinking about Gardner Johnson at this time, because of the depth, the versatility in that secondary. Yeah. And, and we're going to go back and like that draft didn't have Saints didn't have a first round pick. The fact that we are talking about, Eric McCoy and CJ Gardner-Johnson and how much you're going to have to pay them. What a great draft. <laughs> I mean, it's a bit we, solid. It, they didn't have a, a first round pick and they still found these gems. And, you know, that's a good problem to have. So hopefully, hopefully this all gets sorted out. I think that's where we'll leave it on this episode of Inside Black and Gold. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. Make sure to let us know what you think of the show. Follow Steve on Twitter at Steve Geller WWL. Follow myself yours truly at jeff underscore no check out wwl.com am fm and the odyssey app saturday pregame show three o'clock wwl